Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Word of God by M. Today, we're going to talk about freedom in the Christian life. For centuries, Christians have experienced within the church a life full of rules and regulations. Today, we are going to go to the Bible and we're going to explore if this is what Christ wanted from his church or not. We have seen in the news throughout the years um, events about people dying in Guyana, about sects and cults that have done horrible things like in Waco, Texas. But when we think about that, we are only seeing the tip of the iceberg. That truth is, hidden within our society, there are many churches that are promoting traditions, that are promoting regulations, that are promoting rules that were not meant to exist by Christ. When I think about a church leader, a pastor, a teacher of the Bible, I believe and I would like to think that the first thing that person is going to acknowledge is that he is a sinner. At the end of our message, we're going to talk about this. But if you're in a church where your pastor or the person that is teaching you is portrayed in the image of a holy man unable to sin, let me tell you something. It's time to walk away. Why? Because all this, all this is going to bring is frustration to your life. You cannot be blessed by someone that thinks that is a semi-god, by someone that believes that his life is so special that he has achieved what only Christ was able to achieve, a life of perfection. So, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 to 24. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. The Bible clearly says that I have the right to do anything. Now, keep in mind that there are certain things out there that are not beneficial to me. And that's what Christian life is all about. Christian life is not about this set of rules, don't drink, don't watch TV, don't go to the movies, do not dance. For a period of time, I went from atheist to experience a life full of rules within a Christian church. But as I've been able to live my Christian life on my own, as I have come up to meet people from other churches, 
I have learned the freedom of living the Christian life according to what Jesus planned. It's true. Being drunk is going to bring consequences to your life. So don't get drunk. God is going to be the one that is going to tell you what to do and what not to do. But based on what you're going to have that conviction, based on what verse 24th that we read says, no one should seek their own good, but the good of others. If I live a life full of sins, even though I have accepted Christ in my heart, I might go to he- I, I will go to heaven because I have Christ in my heart and I acknowledge that he is the son of God. But that's about it. I'm living a selfish life when I'm not looking or seeking for the good of others. I'm just living a life full of emptiness, trying to fulfill my passions. When we go to the Bible and we read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 15 to 20, they read, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Himenaos and Philatos, who have departed from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place and then they destroy the faith of some. What this letter to Timothy is saying, what the Apostle Paul is saying is be sure that as a Christian you are living a life that will invite others to read the Bible, to pray, and to receive Christ as our our Savior. It doesn't matter if you accept Christ and you live a life of perversion. But it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter to your Christian ministry. But it does matter to Christ. Why? Because he wants you to have a different life. In today's world, we are called to be the salt of the earth. And the only way we can do that is by raising families that are going to make a difference. Children that are going to be an exception in their school when they say, I don't lie. I don't want to do bullying. I don't want to do things that are horrible. Why? Because we have to understand that Christ died on that cross for us. But he was looking to give us not only eternal life in heaven, but to give us a different life here on earth. 
Romans chapter 13, verses 13 and 14 read, Let us behave decently, as in the daytime, not in cursing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality, and so and so. Why Paul was asking from us to live a decent life? Very simple. Not because our salvation depends on it, as many churches preach. That's not the reason. The reason is because if we live a life close to Christ and close to God, we're going to experience a joy that is beyond what we can imagine. We're going to have a life that is going to seduce others to come closer to Christ. Let's go to the Bible. Let's read Galatians 5, verses 19 to 24. And here we are going to see the two options we have in this world and the two roads we can take to live our life. Verse 19 reads, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's one way to live. If you want to live a life where your passions are your guidance, that's your choice. But what good is going to come out of it? Are you going to be able to change your family? Are you going to be able to experience the love of Christ? I don't think so. Now, let's see what God wants from us. And it, it starts in verse 22nd of the chapter 5 of Galatians. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So, the Bible is clear. If you live your life according to what God commands, you don't need a law because you're submitting your passions to Christ. You're submitting your desires. Let's live a life where we're not preaching hate, where racism is not going to be part of our world. Um, the other day, someone asked me, what do you think about uh, the outcome of the case in Minnesota. We all know what I'm talking about. And I told this person, it, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the Bible says and what God thinks. And under no circumstance, racism can be accepted by Christ. Under no circumstances 
lack of mercy is a fruit of the Spirit. But now that we have someone in jail, now that this officer is going to jail for I don't know how many years, you know what? It's time to pray for him as well. We got to pray for uh, George Floyd's family, but we also got to pray for this policeman's life. I'm pretty sure today he's experiencing remorse, regrets, and if he's not, let's pray that one day he will surrender his life to Christ. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to live a life that will invite others to accept Christ. We're almost done. I just want to go over a couple more verses. And hopefully this will make you understand that Christ doesn't want you following rules. Christ wants you making discipleships, sharing with others the word of God. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 to 16 read, Even though I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I act in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. But here, we're going to read to me, what is the statement of a lifetime? Paul says in verse 15, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. So, don't let yourself be fooled by those who are walking with a Bible in their hand, showing a face of sanctity, showing a face of, oh, I'm not able not even to kill a fly. That's not true. We all sin. Even the greatest writer of the New Testament acknowledged that he was the worst sinner of all. I always say that he made that statement because he never had the chance to meet me. But I know I am a sinner. I know my sins through life. But I'm trying every day to surrender my will to God. To surrender my will to Christ. And to live a life that will make others wish to come to Christ. Thank you for sharing the Word of God by M. If you have any doubts, if you have questions about the Bible, no matter what type of question you may have, please feel free to email me to thewordofgodbym at gmail.com. I repeat, thewordofgodbym at gmail.com. I will try to answer all your questions on Thursdays and to have a new episode every Sunday. If I don't post episodes on Thursday, it's because I did not receive any questions. Please spread the word that you have found a podcast that is 
helping you to understand the Bible in a practical way. Allow me to be part of your family by sharing this podcast with all your family members and friends. Have a great day. God bless.